So, I'm here today for a different reason. Had an old memory kicked up. It was one of those that I tossed aside into the corner of my mind a long time ago. Probably, uh, seven, eight years at this point. You know, it, it was one of those memories. Sort of like, a, a yearbook that you put in the corner of your house to sit and collect dust for ten, fifteen years before you finally open it and say, Hey, look at all these memories. Look at all this time that went by. You know, f feel nostalgic about things. This isn't a memory that I feel quite nostalgic about, though. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I do. So, yeah, it was, uh, seven years ago. I was still living in this town. Actually, just moved in, probably, uh, five months prior. You know, that that's when the business hadn't dried up, you know, literally and metaphorically. I think those were better times. Of course, I, I'm looking at them with rose patina glasses now, but... But that one memory, that one day... I, I can't believe I forgot it. Like, it's so covered in that dust that I sort of think that it was all just a dream that I had in the middle of the night, but... It's not. It's come to my mind like, you know, memories just sort of popped in there. With dreams, daydreams, there's like a sort of preamble to it. Like, you get into them with the sleep. You sort of know that you're dreaming, sleeping, that... With this memory, it comes from the fully conscious part of my mind. But it's so... dead. Or it was so dead for so long that... I don't know. It just feels weird. So, yeah. I don't know, I should probably get into the juicy bits. Seven years ago. That's when we were all out fishing before they all moved north. Yeah, I know. I was making good money then. I'd actually gotten myself a place. Felt pretty proud of myself, you know. Didn't have to pay rent anymore. Uh, was a dusty little shack out by the wharf, but... It was convenient. It was good, and it was my own. I liked it. And I was just, you know, settling down to my porch to have an afternoon drink when this dude walks up. And I... <laughs> I don't understand how I've forgotten any of this, because now that I've come to remember it, and I'm expositing it all to you right now, like, the clarity, the still clarity of the details on this guy... I don't know. It hurts my brain. But he was... I didn't know him. He certainly wasn't from around town. He wasn't in the business. Wasn't a trader or anything. Just some dude. Like, he was fairly short, I think. About 5'8". Sort of suavish skin. Black hair. Had decent looking clothes. Well, I mean, they, they would have looked seasoned if they hadn't obviously been trashed by the waves. They were coated in that grime, and you could sort of see in the way they were pleated that they were starched by sea salt that had dried up, and... Other than that, he looked a bit scruffy, but his composure, besides that of being a crazy wanderer, he looked like a standard business gentleman, I guess. Albeit his eyes were kind of weird, like they, they were a color that wasn't usual. I think they were green. 
but in that green lurked a profound madness. I could see that in him as he approached. And it wasn't that he was just some random dude approaching me and would continue to start raving madness at me, but there was some aspect to his eyes, whether that be the glow or the jitteriness in them, that immediately relayed to me some impression of the man's torture. So, like, he he walks up to me. And because of all these details that I subconsciously picked up on, I didn't feel very safe around him. I thought about immediately jolting into my shack or running off to get some buddies from the wharf to, you know, back me up in case things went south. He could have been a druggie, some criminal on the run. But that's not what he said. And I never went in to call the police or do anything proactive, which I feel was real stupid on my part. Not retrospectively, because I'm still here and, you know, still here to tell my story and whatever, but so it went okay for me. But obviously, if I was in a similar situation today or tomorrow or one of my friends wound up in a similar spot, I would tell them to do something to protect themselves. You know, because the danger on this man, even though he wasn't brandishing a gun at me, I understood instinctively that there was a maliciousness in his character and the events surrounding him that I wanted no part of. And yet I still did nothing. Probably because I was drunk. Well, not fully drunk, just tipsy. My judgment was a bit clouded. Not so much so, apparently, that I wound up forgetting all of this entirely, since, you know, it's it's all coming back to me. But he walks up. He doesn't introduce himself or anything. He just asks me if I can navigate a boat for him. Which is such a bizarre question that my mind immediately drew to the possibility that he was on the run from something. Had something on his person that he wanted gone. I mean, he tried to float his own ship before, as evident by his shirt and general saltiness of attire, and had failed. Uh, the, the waters are pretty bad out there. I, I knew that at this point. I've been tossed around a fair portion on my part. I, I should have told the man no. I should have shut up, said nothing more, told him to go away. Whatever. Instead of asking who he was, or what he was actually doing in front of me. You know, instead of forcing him to give me information, instead of all those more wise avenues, I merely said yes. Yes, I could navigate a ship for him. Which was true, I, I still can, but considering this was someone I didn't know, who had a mad look in his eyes, you know, was wanting a ship for unknown reasons, I shouldn't have said anything. Maybe. I don't. <laughs> but once I say yes, he draws real close to me, like maybe three feet away. At this point, I get to see a bunch more details about him that I didn't get to see before. There were scratch marks all around his arms and legs. Like, well, I couldn't, I couldn't see the legs at this point. But I could see the arms. You know, he had his sleeves rolled up. And the scratch marks were there. There were a lot of them. 
you know, I, I knew because, you know, my parents, that they were, that they were scratch marks from human fingernails. <laughs> and again, at, at that point, I should have done something rational. But instead of that, I asked the dude his name. Said his name was Fabian, which, uh, kind of exotic, kind of posh, but whatever, it's, it's a name. And I ask him where he wants to go. Again, another irrational response to this insane, sea-drenched man coming up to me. But, you know, at this point, my curiosity was piqued. I wanted to understand why this person from out of town, from outside the rational realm of my life, had just come over to introduce himself, whatever an introduction that might have been. And that's where everything started going downhill. I mean, they they started going downhill when I didn't scream in terror at the man's appearance, you know, when he showed up at my doorstep. But then... He starts going on about how he's stuck in a time loop. A time loop, man. Like, each day he goes out into the water searching for something. At this point, he didn't know. Or at least he said that he didn't know. Searching for this thing. And each night he keeps hitting the storm, not being able to find where, whatever he came there to find. He was from out of town, just some washed-up guy in his thirties. Ran some fast food chain, I think. Was like a manager. And you know, rational response, this dude was on drugs. I don't know what kind of drugs you'd have to be in to think that you're stuck in a time loop, but it would have to be some pretty stiff stuff, like heroin, LSD combined. Uh, pot? I, I don't know. Pot could probably do just by itself. It's not that strong. But he didn't have the eyes for that sort of thing. He didn't have the smell, the cadence, or the, the speech. He was telling me these crazy things in an even tone. As, like, you or I would be speaking right now. Maybe, you know, maybe even more rational, because at this point I've had a couple. But, you know, he was talking about this stuff like he was a, a high school teacher or whatever. Whatever. So, I keep asking him what he's searching for. What things calling him out to the sea. And this guy, I kid you not, no matter what detail about this thing I try and coax out of him, he has no answer. None at all. Ask him where he's trying to go. Just the sea. Just west. How many days he's tried and done this? 53. And then, of course, I asked him if that was the reason his clothes were all messed up. He says yes. And I'm just sitting there thinking that maybe at this point he's telling the truth. I'm not that superstitious man. I mean, I think I was seven years ago because... I think it was nine years ago that I saw the cross, but whatever. So I, I think that he might be on the right track. And then he lays it on me. That he'd pay me 4K just to lead him out into the waters. Get him to wherever he wants to go safely. 4K. One night. And I'm sorry. There are certain things that I wouldn't do for 4K in one night, 
Like if this man was, I don't know, smuggling people off to be slaves, I'd probably say no. But barring that, it could be a drug run or whatever. As long as I'm safe on it, I'd probably be game. Because, I mean, it's 4K. Uh, what could I do with 4K? I could fix the roof on my shack. And you know what happens when you've got a fixed roof? You get less water damage. Pay less money for that? Oh boy, we've got a cycle going. And that's what flashed into my mind when he said that 4K. So, of course, I accept. He wants to start preparations immediately. I go ahead and ready our lunch. We go into the bay. He doesn't have any cargo or anything. Nobody follows him. It's just me and my ship with the usual stuff, and this crazed guy who just keeps looking out into the water. I keep asking him these questions, and he has no response to his insanity. Eventually his eyes kind of glaze over, and I stop talking to him. Then, of course, I get into my mind to reach out into whatever humanity is in this man. Because, you know, maybe he promised me 4K to lure me into the sea. You know, lull me into a false sense of security, just to push me overboard. Let the sea eat me. There's a possibility. So, if that was the case, then I needed to distract him. Asked him about his family, you know, what plans he had in life, what shows he liked. The dude seemed fairly normal. And as I talked about this more mundane stuff, you know, light drew into his face. Stopped mumbling about that thing that was calling him from the sea. We got into a big conversation about politics. I don't know. Then the storm starts growing on the horizon. Just like he said. The weather report for the day that said there would be a storm. Which, I, I mean, it's a weather report. It's not magic, it's not prophecy. Sometimes the weather report is wrong. Like, a lot of the time. It's meteorology, it's hard to guess, even for the best of scientists. Like, I could go out today and just be like, Hey, there's going to be a storm, when there's a 10% chance on the forecast, and some of the time I'd be right. So there was a big storm. Now... Ship wasn't built for a storm that size, but, hey, I knew how to fly her. Waves lash about, send the dude into the cabin. He starts rocking in one place, mothering over and over to himself. Something about it being time, 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 time. You know, whatever. He just keeps repeating time. Crazy. Eerie. That sort of thing. Then something hits the ship. There's a big clunk off the starboard. And the dude immediately jumps up, rushes over to whatever it is. And I'm piloting the ship in the middle of a storm. I can't leave my post or we're both dead. But he runs out there. I yell to him to stay put to not go see whatever it is. But he takes one of the ropes that we got coiled up, throws it to that thing, ties it to the railing, you know, even as the water's splashing all over the place, slamming him right in the face. He's still working on it. Madman. Because he was. And then he jumps down to tie it to whatever else. Jumps back on board, pulls it up. Just a rectangular box. Pretty big. Bit larger than a man. Big latch on the side made of some kind of metal. And this dude, Fabian, just opens it up. Middle of the storm. Lightning, thunder all around. And I'm thinking we're both... I'm thinking we're gonna die. 
And this is where. Never mind. He opens the box, and out of it crawls himself. Not a copy of him. I don't think so. But him. Maybe, maybe it was a replica. Just two of the same men on my ship in the middle of the Pacific. In a storm. Dude was in a box. In the sea. For who knows how long. No air holes. Pops up on the deck of my ship. As alive and strong as you or me. Now, first Fabian. The man Fabian. He looks at it, and he tries to say something. I mumble some prayers to myself. And the second guy just walks up to him, to real Fabian, and says, It is time. And touches the man on the forehead. There's a big crash from the opposite side of the ship. Uh, my attention is turned to it for a couple of seconds as the bay starts getting unlatched and things start flipping around. I run over to both of them down, you know, make sure we don't capsize. Get that done, make sure we're safe. I turn back to re-navigate the ship, and there's just one of them on deck. And I don't know which one. I get this big temptation in my gut, because something was really wrong this whole situation. Like, something deadly wrong about this whole thing. If you believe what I'm saying, you understand just how wrong it is. So, I get into my head to push the man overboard. That's exactly what I do. I was bigger than him, stronger than him. I knew how to handle my feet on the deck of a ship. I push him overboard, and then I throw that box into the sea too. And then I forget. Go home to my place. Forget any of this ever happened. I forgot that I murdered a man. I forgot about the replica, about the madness, whatever. And I... At this point, you can't convict me of anything. Because even with my confession at this point, I'm just so confused. Like, it, it feels like a memory to me. It's got all the trappings, but... I don't remember it. I remember it, but then I don't remember it. And I don't know. No. I do know why this came to me. Because just a couple hours ago, no, eight hours ago, my grip on time is unwinding as this madness passes over me. But eight hours ago, I found this box washed up on the shore, and it's got something in it. It's got something in it. Big. Heavy. 150 pounds at the least. About the height of a man. And I've got this crazy urge to open it.